everyone. Welcome to Concert Pipeline. That's Jen Schiphol. And that is Steve Jones. And today on the podcast, Jen, this is episode two of the three-part episodes uh, from Yachtville Live, where we interviewed bands and musicians who were uh, who were performing at the Intimate Acoustic Festival uh, with music and food and wine and all the delicious stuff. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you were sharing a little bit about... Um your experience at Yachtville Live, and this was the second time um, that you had covered the event. This is true. Yeah, and uh, so they've been really great to us. They've, uh, you know, allowed us to cover Yachtville Live and Live in the Vineyard, uh, you know, over the past, you know, handful of years. And uh, it's been a great uh, relationship with them and really some of the most intimate, beautiful, amazing concerts, you know, that they've been to. So, mm-hmm. I mean, really enjoyable. Like, there's, I'll tell you, there's nothing like, you know, uh, to what I think it was 2017 where I ran the Ragnar. Was that right? 2016? Uh, 2016. So, yeah. It was 20, mm. had to be 2016 when I ran the Ragnar and, you know, the, the race from San Francisco to Napa mm-hmm. um, with uh, two teams. I mean, I mean, a, a group of 11 people and 12 people in a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, we get all the way to Napa and then I'm covering live in the vineyard in the, in the evening. And then there's a surprise that, you know, oh yeah, my favorite musician is a surprise guest. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, what kind of day, like who survives a day like that? It's, it's nuts. How do you, why would you even plan that? I mean, Uh, is your, is your goal to be, you know, at the end of the day dead? Like, okay, what can I do to die? I I definitely pack too much into, uh, into my time (laughs) in this, on this earth. I try and make the most of of it for sure. But I mean, that was gnarly because you're, I was up for, you know, a day and a half and sleeping in a van, Uh, you know, when the little sleep rest I got, which wasn't Mm. much at all when I, you know, when I wasn't running or we weren't driving from place to place. Mm. Uh, and, and then you de- decided to go from that to covering live in the vineyard. But I think that was a year you did the night before because I was, mm. you know, detained. <laughs> right. But then I was like, no, nah, I'm going to at least do one of one night. And I mean, because it's, it's such a cool festival mm. and then and, and some fun artists and, you know, and I don't want to miss it, mm-hmm. you know, and right. I might leave early. Okay. I'll go to sleep a little early, you know, mm. but, but I'm going to go. Yeah. And then. In the middle of that, they're like, hey, this is our 18th, uh, you know, live in the vineyard. We're legal mm. and, you know, we have some special guests and Andrew mm. McMahon comes out. That's and, crazy. And some songs with Matt Nathanson. And, and you had no idea. Yeah. No, no, I had no idea. But it was uh, it was super cool. I mean, it's for that sort of thing to happen. So. Were you just like freaking out or how did you, do you remember I mean, what I'm you not were? A, I'm not a teenage girl, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, but you know, I can imagine you acting like a teenage girl at that very moment. But I, you know, I went up, I recorded, well, I was already sitting up in front row, but recorded, you know, recorded a bunch of video of the performance and, um, if not the whole thing. Mm. And, uh, everyone really enjoyed it. It was probably like four or five songs that he did with, you know, his friend musician, Matt Nathanson, who's mm-hmm. also really notable and, uh, and a good uh, performer. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a, that was a fun time, but I've covered a handful of festivals now and, uh, and you've seen firsthand how uh, intimate and cool they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So in this uh, in this episode, we're going to have two artists from Yonville Live, uh, Blaine Mitchell uh, and uh, and also Grant Landis. So we're going to play a couple songs from each of them, uh, have, have a good little chat with them about, about their music and uh, about Yonville Live being here amongst uh, mm. uh, all this amazing culture. And uh, we'll get into that in a minute. But Jens, before we do... Um, I want to just like thank you for how amazing you are, <laughs> because and, what I, mean, I do. I mean, aside from your podcasting skills. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it, it takes hours of practice. You might not know this, but I mean, I practice for a good two to three hours before I, you know, show up here to do a podcast. You do your la 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 mm, on the way, right? Yeah. Not so much that. I just <laughs> try pronouncing random names. Um, you know, and I, I just want to make sure and. In the event that I need to pronounce some names, I you know do it, and you know correctly. We'll see how you do when you get to the music news. <laughs> <laughs> I want to stop failing music news. <laughs> it's why why break a good thing? <laughs> right, right. But I, I compliment you for a different reason, and that is the the project that we took on this afternoon. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, which uh, I had 
so my network, my internet network in my home, uh, doesn't stretch to you very well. I'll say very well to the living mm. room. It's in my son's bedroom, uh, and uh, and for whatever reason, I can't get this far out to the living room. I mean, well, it, how, how, wait, let's go back a second. How did you? I mean, why is the internet coming in to the house through your little? son's bedroom i mean well, were you like hey you know they're like where do you want it installed oh let's try the most inconvenient place in the house like under how about under my kid's bed you know so i got it installed there because uh my office was originally in that room and oh that's right yeah and so i yeah. would have to run cable all through the house or, or what have you so they installed it there and uh, and that was fine until, you know, I got divorced and I'm like, fucking no, I'm not having my office in a closet <laughs> right. and, and took over the, the, the loft bedroom of stairs. And, uh, so, so instead you stick your kid in the closet instead. I, you know, I'm <laughs> going to be feeling guilty about that in the next two years. I'm sure of it. I'm already starting to think and talk about it that I'm like, this house is going to, uh, he's going to outgrow this house because it's not fair when he's like eight mm-hmm. years old to, mm-hmm. to have him yeah. in, in a closet yeah, for, for say, right? So, uh, so we, the project we, we took on that was led by you was uh, was wiring uh, yeah, the uh, from the his bedroom to um, the the living room, which involved one of us <clears throat> getting under the house and uh, <laughs> crawling. And drilling, right? And this isn't you know a, a, a nice basement. We're no. talking about what about a. F- Foot and it's, a half, yeah, maybe. Probably about that, yeah. Um, of space uh, down there. You know, you're crawling around in the dirt with the house above you, and it's, yeah, it's been raining like crazy for months. Yeah, and, like you said, it was it wasn't muddy, uh, mm-hmm. but it, uh, I mean, it was dirty. It was, yeah, and like you said, it, it is a tight fit. So yeah, um, so I had to really squeeze in there, but. Um, but it was the right thing to do for me to take take it because your your foot's been hurting and yeah I have this stupid swollen foot that I've had for three weeks now at least otherwise I would have I've been down there already once and I'm very familiar with the area so I would feel very comfortable going back down there yeah but well, but yeah. because of my recent stupid injury on my foot. There's, you decided to step up and I, go. It needed to happen. Tackle and the spiders. It's my house and, and I should be doing the dirty work anyway. Like, <laughs> so I like put a drill in your hand and and here's a flashlight for your head and you know off you go. And off I went. Yeah. And we wired it and then the first time, I mean, like it was cool to see, you, like like sorting the wires in the uh, to make the uh, the cable. What type of cable is it? It's, a it's Cat Five. Cat Five. I was going to say Cat yeah, Five. Cable. Cable uh, into an Ethernet cable, um, which you know, I mean, it pretty simple overall process. But I'd never done it, never seen it mm. done, and never thought about it. You know exactly how we were doing it. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> so you you stepped up to that and didn't the network didn't work right away? But you know, but we went back and you were um, you know you snipped the wire a little bit and did a second shot, and now we have. Network. Now we have a network. Yeah, we got our Ethernet cabling all the way over to our network equipment over here, and and we've been talking about this for the longest time, but we just couldn't get downstairs. It's been so the, rainy. To, and... Yeah, because of the, of the weather, it's just been awful down there. So it's it's cool to see the new lights, you know, lighting up <laughs> and the stuff working, and there, you know, there are no dent. Uh, dead spots any longer you can stream your movies and use my new apple tv to yeah. watch netflix uninterrupted uh, without uh, it or you know pixelizing like crazy or stalling yeah i mean literally what i had to do uh like last month i wanted to show my uh, my girlfriend tracy uh the um jordan peele movie um uh, get out I really liked it, and so I, I bought it on um, on Prime, and uh, and I was and we started watching it, and it would just keep pausing a bunch, and I'm like, this God, is not enjoyable. So yeah. we had to, you know, go to, like take the iMac I have upstairs mm-hmm. uh, off of my desk and uh, and move it over to near the bed and pull the Ethernet cable over to near the bed so we can have somewhere comfortable <laughs> to watch it. Like this is not how you're supposed to watch a movie, right? Like, right? You, you know, it's ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So, so it's good times. It's, it all works. Thank you. We have a great functioning network. On to the next project, whatever that is. Exactly. There's always another project. Well, let's hope this one um, 
uh, you know, is up and stays up and running and doesn't give you any weird problems. I am hopeful. Um, so, um, so we have some great content today, Jens. Let's get into it. We have two great artists. Uh, so like I said, Blaine Mitchell is going to be the first up, uh, who we interviewed, um, but he was the first one that that we, I did interview uh, at Yonville Live this year, and had a great great ch- uh, chat with him. Uh, if you're a fan of The Voice, you might recognize him. Uh, he's been, uh, he was on The Voice, and uh, I think that really gave him a good jumping off point for his career. Uh, and uh, he also had a band with his brother uh, called Treeside, but uh, this is his solo venture, and he brought his guitarist. Um, I think, um, his name is Seth, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, mm-hmm. Uh, into uh, uh, the interview also. Uh, we're going to get into the interview in just a second. But before we do, Jens, going to play a, a song from his set at Yonville Live. Very good. And uh, this is a song called, uh, his new single, his debut single mm-hmm. for a solo cr- uh, act, and it's called Bonsai. Here Bonsai. It is. Hey, we're, we're Blaine, Blaine and Seth, and you're and listening, listening to Concert to Pipeline. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Here with Blaine Mitchell and Seth McClure. How are you guys doing today? Uh, we're doing good. You would, I'm probably lean in and get Seth in here too. Yeah. So Just yeah. glad to be here. It's super pretty outside. It's, it's great weather. We brought the weather out for you. So last year it was super rainy. Like it was, it was what I heard. pouring yeah. and uh, yeah, we had to all crowd under the tent and everything. It's no, this is gorgeous. Pretty nuts. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Love yeah. it. So um, you, you played live in the vineyard actually, you said last year actually. Mm -hmm. So that, was that your first time performing in Napa? my first time out in the Bay Area actually. Mm. And Live in the Vineyard was amazing. Got to open for some great people. Uh, Jason Mariah, Rita Wilson. Yeah. They were great. You get to talk to them backstage at all? Or? Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Going to try and get out to L.A. and write with Rita here soon. So Nice. She's, she's great. Maybe we can meet Tom Hanks. Dude, that's the dream. Right? Yeah. That's the reason I came out. <laughs> just, you were hoping he'd be here, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Just get that selfie with Tom Hanks. Come on. Yeah, thanks for being Woody, man. <laughs> <laughs> Miss, missed out on that. But, uh, yeah, yeah we, we interviewed Rita last year, and she was here. Um, actually, not she's at Live in the Vineyard. Great. She was here for Yonville Live last year also. So oh, she, cool. she did both of them. Oh, awesome. So Yeah, she's super sweet. She was awesome. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so you uh, put out your debut single, Bonsai, mm -hmm. right? So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so Bonsai is really uh, the beginning of my new passion project called Love and War. Um, so it's the debut single off of being off of The Voice, and I kind of had all this stuff jangling, jangling around in my pockets for a little bit, and so it finally came to fruition um, through Bonsai, and so that's the, that's the Kickstarter, really. And uh, single number two is coming out here soon in April. So. What's single number two called? Um, stereo Radio. Okay. Okay. So tell me a little bit about that song. Um, it's uh, very radio friendly. It so, is. Hence the name. <laughs> right. So, there you go. so yeah, hopefully it's it's a different vibe from Bonsai, from the folk Americana feel. Um, but again, just that driving vibe that keeps the, the lines on the road flying by as you're just cruising down the highway. So yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about Love and War. Um, man, Love and War is really just. Um, my baby. It's a mix of love for national parks and love for traveling and um, van life. And so it's just that, that, that vibe of what do I want to listen to on a road trip? And so that's kind of the, um, the genesis of love and war. Yeah. So. so you've, I mean, you go to a lot of different national parks then that's a passion mm -hmm. for yours. Tell, tell me what spawned that passion when it started. Was it it really just, uh, you know, my brother and I both love just the outdoors. And, um, you know, we even went up to Iceland and rented a van and lived up there for a bit and wrote and just hung out and made some coffee in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then traveled around the U.S. and uh, Yellowstone, camped out there a while and shot some videos. So some acoustic um, live videos are going to be released alongside the singles. Um, so Bonsai, we just released an acoustic video shot, all real time, all real sound. Everything you hear is raw and natural. So we're huge into that. You know, we're out in the natural landscape of Estes Park, Colorado. And so um, that was the kind of the, the mindset behind it. We want this to be raw. We want it to be natural. We want to just drop ourselves in a landscape that is just bigger than us and then go for it. Yeah. So. So, uh, so you're from Colorado? No, no, uh, no. We're, we're from Fort Worth. Oh, okay, Fort Worth, yeah. Texas. But so, um, so what? what tell me about, about the Colorado vibe. Like, where that come, where that come from? Yeah, uh, my family. We traveled um, to New Mexico and Colorado every summer, every oh. winter, to go skiing. And um, the, our our dad would take my brother and I out, and um, we would either be skiing or out fishing in, in the rivers. So it's just kind of been in our DNA since we're little kids so that the nature vibe has just always been there yeah have you been to red rocks red rocks yes okay. i saw head in the heart and group love there nice. and it was amazing red rocks is one of those majestic places that you don't even know where to look it's iconic. like iconic yeah it's iconic do you look at uh the stage or the rocks on either side of you you know yeah. it's, it's just great it's a yeah. cool place yeah i've never so i've never been to colorado uh but i'm uh I we're actually going to go to uh, red rocks this summer nice uh, for a show I mean, Steve, you're gonna love it it's it's this place i've always heard such great things about it and you know i i mean my favorite venue here is the fillmore in san francisco and so i always okay. love to talk to vans about that but yeah. almost equally i love to talk to vans about red rocks because i hear such amazing it's things a, about it and i've a, never been there it's just like you're dropped into a whole nother world and you walk in and it's like this isn't real and every bit of it is just raw and real and 
It's a lot to take in. Too. Yeah, it's just beautiful. It's a lot. Yeah, it's cool. You're gonna enjoy it. Who you who are you gonna see? So we're gonna see uh, Weird Al with the oh, nice. with the Colorado yes. Symphony. All right. Yeah. Very cool. I know. Be a great show. Quite a combo. Yeah. yeah dang. <laughs> it, I mean, you know, you gotta love Weird Al, but having a symphony behind him, that's gonna be pretty oh, yeah. incredible, cool. right? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Take the song what a to project. Level. Yeah. <laughs> and with the backdrop, uh, I'm 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 looking forward to it. So. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you, you mentioned your brother a couple of times. You had a band with your brother, Treeside. Yeah, yeah. And so he's still the drummer for Love and War. Okay. Um, so, but this is Yountville and uh, Live in the Vineyard. It's more of an intimate setting. So um, Seth's bringing all the guitar right. tones. And so we're going to bring my drum kit with me. So. Yeah, no. no. He, yeah, Seth also plays drums. So <laughs> you do. Extraordinaire. So um, Seth, Seth, so tell me, did you pick up the drums or the guitar first? Uh, guitar mainly. Uh, guitar is mainly what I play. So uh, me and Blaine have been buddies for a while. And... Uh, He's like, hey, you want to come play in California with me? So I'm like, man, why not? I'll come <laughs> hang out, drink some fancy wine and stuff. So it's been great. That's the way to do it. So so when did you uh, learn drums? Like what brought drums into the equation for you? Uh, I don't really know how to play drums. Okay. Didn't mean to call you out on that. <laughs> I play a little. I know enough to get by. Yeah. You can hold your own a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah. So um, the EP that you had with uh, Treeside was uh, called 13, mm-hmm. right? So tell me about, about that and kind of... Yeah, so 13 was really a great stepping stone um, to, to Love and War. Um, but it just wasn't quite the vibe that we were going for. But, you know, every bands have this um, transition of, like, sound and what they're going for. And we really had kind of labeled ourselves as, like, this certain thing under Treeside. Yeah. And so uh, Brady and I um, were like, hey, we need to rebrand this thing. Love and War is our passion. This just, it, it, I love the name. I love the vibe. Love the road trip feel, um, everything behind it. So it was, uh, Treeside was a great stepping stone. Um, but Brady and I and Seth, all of us were super stoked about where Love and War is right now and kind of where we landed. So um, yeah. Just ready for the, the rocket to take off, really. Yeah, slowly so, but surely, man. Yeah, yeah. And so you won the chance to sing with Toby Keith. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <Is> that? <laughs> yeah, we yeah we won't talk about that. Oh, that was, a, that was an interesting time in life. But again, all experiences, they just it, they're all stepping stones. Yeah, you know, and it's it's learning to find your voice and what you do. And so Toby was great. He's awesome. And Toby's my hero, um, man. Yeah. yeah, Toby, if you're listening, shout out to you, man. <laughs> Toby, we love you. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so tell me about um, your other EP. I'll be um, I'll be there soon. Yes. Yeah, so that was again just another experience of um, just trying to find the voice. And um, growing up in Texas, like there's always that 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 vibe, you know. And so, but really, um, that that helped us craft writing. And um, I was 17 at the time. That was over a decade ago. And so, um, but. Yeah, it was all it was all good. Had some great friends. Um, good buddy from Wild Party um, out in L.A. Yeah. He produced it and did a great job. So, yeah. So, so what brought about the voice? Um, they called me and they said, "Come sing," and the rest is history. From there, I jumped through the casting hoops into uh, um, producer circles, and there we go. So, I, I, I had no expectations. No. I just went. I didn't even watch the show. Um, I. I had no clue what was happening, really. I knew chairs turned around, and I was like, I need a chair. To, I, that's what I need. And um, Just one chair, man. Just one chair. And uh, Blake and Gwen turned around, and they're great. I, Blake's in Fort Worth all the time, so yeah. we, we run into him down there on Sundance Square, and he's a he's a great guy. Good dude. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, being in Fort Worth, we were in that country circle just because yeah. that's that's what it is. So that's where the whole scene's at. It's, a, it's like the whole scene. Days. So yeah. we run into those guys at, yeah. you know, Cowboys or Billy Bobs and all that stuff, just hanging out, but... Um, yeah, it, it's cool because, um, you know, Blake and these guys and uh, our Fort Worth, Texas country buddies, they have respect for what we do as Love and War um, for the folk Americana kind of vibe. It's hard to break into, especially in DFW. Yeah, DFW is a weird market. It yeah. feels like. But um, we're, we're grinding, grinding the gears and uh, slowly making the climb. So do they see you live? Is that how they kind of uh, I mean, reach out to you? They're like, you know, hey, we, need, we want to have this guy on or have him try out? Or? Um, I, I um, actually auditioned for season two, and so I was mm. in their database. Okay. And um, then they gave me a call back for season nine. And, um, so it had been a while. You weren't expecting anything. No, you not expecting like, anything. I was just doing my thing yeah. and kind of creating, starting to step towards love and war. So, yeah. 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 
Awesome. Well, you guys are about to have uh, your set, so cool. Thanks, let's Steve. let you guys get to it. Thanks yeah. for taking the time. And Check us out, leavenwar.org, yeah. and uh, follow follow yeah. the journey. We uh, stream on Spotify. Yeah, love it. Bonsai. Bonsai indeed. Thanks, Steve. Cool. Yeah, we'll come hit you up in Pipeline, out in the Bay Area. Sounds good. We can go Festival. You've been to Yalfil. I have been there. You've been wine tasting. Um, there, up there. I've been. I've been in that area. Uh, I can't say that I've really. I don't think I've ever been to Yonville in the sense that I've stopped there and looked around. But you've driven through. But I've driven you've, through. You've gone up valley. Sort of. A lot. Yeah. It is a, a stop up valley. That's mm-hmm. the tradition. But, <laughs> but it's a cool, cool little town. Um, I mean, it's really one main street, street mm-hmm. and, and, you know, just a couple of off streets. You know, people have joked, like, after I ran every street in Napa, they're like, what town are you going to do next, Yonville? <laughs> and I'm like, they're like, you could do it in a day. <laughs> sort of thing, which is probably not far from the truth. And, right, right. I mean, it's pretty attainable. So. <laughs> so Yonville, I mean, I kind of imagine it as, you know, boutique shops and wine tasting rooms. And, and the French Laundry. And the French Laundry. Yeah, uh, Bouchon also mm. is like next door to the French Laundry, or I get right down the street, I guess. Mm. Um, and it's also you know a Thomas Keller restaurant, so mm-hmm. it's very highly regarded. Okay, you know there's some good uh, vineyards and nice you know quaint little restaurants, sort of things. So mm. it's a uh, and 
home of Yonville Live, mm. which brings in uh, some cool artists. There were a lot of artists from Nashville this year. Wow. Yes. All right. So I don't know if they all came on one plane, maybe. You know, maybe. So uh, it's possible. but Like the nashville Yonville connection. It's getting very popular. The Vills. Yeah. The Vills. The Vills. That's what you're going for. Okay. That's yeah, like one of those $99 tickets. Yes. Okay. To one will to another. <laughs> I don't think they landed in Yonville either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so let's move on to our uh, next artist that we're going to have on the podcast, Jens. And uh, this guy named Grant Landis. Um, he's a uh, pop artist and um, he's 20 years old. We uh, got a chance to talk to him uh, about his uh, his new single, which we're we're gonna hear called "Home from Mama," mm-hmm. or excuse me, "Home to Mama." Okay. Um, and uh, and you know, kind of his start in you know picking up the guitar, playing music, and and what got him into all that. Cool. So, I think ends before we get into the interview. Let's play. Let's play his, his single that he performed at Live in the Vineyard. This is "Home to Mama." Sweet. Yo, what's up? I'm Grant Landis, and you're listening to Concert Pipeline. Grant, uh, how long have you been in Napa? I've been in Napa for, I think, two days. I got in here uh, Thursday morning. Okay. And so what have you done over the past couple of days? Um, the first night, we uh, went over to La Toque, and I got to perform there, which was amazing. And the food was fantastic. It's my first time ever having, like, an expensive meal. Yeah? Yeah. And then um, Friday, we got I got to, like, go around and actually walk around and... Um, 
like experience the city because I'd, I'd never really even heard of Napa or Yountville or anything until I got this. So it's been a lot of fun. Okay, so Latok, what did you have for your, your first expensive meal? Shoot, uh, it was like this salad that was like four pieces of leaf. Uh-huh, yeah. And then, uh, shoot, we had lobster and scallop with some mashed potatoes, and I'm not really a scallop guy or seafood at all. Yeah. And then we, but we had like this really good steak for like okay. the main course, and it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm kind of there. I mean, I'd rather go for the steak, too. I mean, yeah, yeah. they have a biscuit and gravy outside, and it's like, I mean, the biscuit is about this big, so you, I think you need like 10 of them. To I'll fill. go to Cracker Barrel. There you go. That's the way to go, right? Fill up on some, exactly. get, the, get your carbs in. So Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so you've enjoyed it, though? I mean, you... Yeah, it's been lovely. I mean, it's it's hard, probably, I mean, being, you know, less than 21 in a place that indulges in the water. Yeah, I, I may have slipped a couple glasses yeah. Yeah. possibly but uh, yeah. do you enjoy wine uh not really i'm not really much if it's super sweet i'll do it but you know it's i'm 19 so yeah, i don't really have to acquire a taste for it yet it took me a while i mean probably till you know like 20s yeah, yeah. i mean I'm, I'm still i don't even know <laughs> that's what everybody says is like takes until like your mid-20s or whatever to like really like appreciate it and like it so I grew up in Napa, and it's and so I'm I'm not a wine. I'm more, I'm more of a beer guy myself, yeah. and and so it's, oh, that must be hard out here then. I know it is a, it is a little bit because I live on a vineyard property too, and oh, really? and everybody's like, okay, you, you know, you you taste the wine, and I'm like, okay, I'm, yeah, it's it's good, <laughs> but uh, but I'd rather have a, a good beer instead. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, so tell me, I mean, how did you prepare for your set today? Um. Shoot, I, I practiced in my apartment for a couple of hours and then uh, actually went to my management office and they had me like do like a fake type dinner thing. So uh, I would get like the experience a little more because it, it's my first acoustic set in a while. So it's been uh, kind of like riding a bike with the training wheels still on. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, in your, your apartment, you just moved into an apartment pretty recently? Yeah. So. I moved to Nashville five months ago, almost six. What inspired that move? Um, my team was out there and then I've been going there since I was like 12 cause, um, I'm from Missouri. So it's just like the place I could go to, and like drive. I didn't have to fly. So I've all, I just like fell in love with it when I was young and just kept going back. So yeah. it seemed right. Yeah. So you have your, your single home to mama. Do you get home? You go, you get to go home a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, the last time I went home was Christmas. So, Oh, you don't get back a lot. Yeah. I actually get to go home tomorrow. So I'll be home tomorrow night, so it'll be nice. Okay. I'm sure she's excited to see you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah she gets she gets really sad. They came for – I had a Nashville show uh, a couple weeks ago, and they got to come to Nashville for that. And she always cries, and it makes me cry, and it's, like, uh, you're super like, emotional. <laughs> like, when my mom cries, I, like, can't help but cry. Do you feel you've done your job if you get her to cry or – Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can tell she loves me. Yeah. Was it an easy move for you to kind of to separate or? No, you know? not at all. I'm really close to my family. Like my brother's my best friend, so it was difficult. Yeah, yeah. So, but they get out to see you a lot, or? Um, my brother saw my apartment for the first time like three months ago. He didn't get to come, but um, yeah, I think I've seen him like two or three times since I moved. Yeah, and how's the music scene in Nashville? I mean, there's a lot of artists I think playing here from. Nashville. Yeah, uh, it's fantastic, and a lot of like pop writers and pop producers are moving out, so it's really cool to be on like the front end of that. Yeah, and so when did you know you wanted to do music? Uh, I grew up singing in church, and seeing like the people singing in church and how much they loved it kind of inspired me too. And then I watched the uh, Justin Bieber Never Say Never movie, and that's kind of like what that's old, did yeah. it for me. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's really cheesy because, you know, when you're, like, a 13-year-old singing, people give you the comparison, like Justin Bieber or whatever. So it's kind of funny that that's, like, what made me want to do it. Yeah. You were pretty comfortable getting up in front of the church crowd, though? Oh, yeah. I did, like, I started when I was four singing in church. I do, like, church plays and all that good stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And you started playing guitar around nine years old? No, 12. Oh, okay. Yeah, my middle school principal actually taught me. Right, right. He had a guitar so how did that club. come about? Okay. Uh, he had the guitar club. And uh, we had this tornado, and um, somebody from, like, Texas donated tons and tons of guitars. So everybody that was in the guitar club got to, like, have a free guitar. And so that's kind of, like, what made me want to do it. And I always wanted to learn guitar, but that was, like, the opportunity. And my parents tried to get me to learn piano when I was, like, eight, and I pushed it off for baseball, and, mm-hmm. you know, it, was, it just felt right. Yeah. You picked up the guitar pretty naturally, though? or Kind of. A little bit. Yeah. 
I mean, within like the first week, I knew how to play a song, but it, it took a while for me to like get accustomed to it. Yeah, so you're starting to pick it up for shows like like this. Yeah, but definitely. You, but you don't bring it out all the time. Uh, no, I'm trying to get more comfortable because I did a lot of acoustic shows. So I'm trying to get more comfortable like without a guitar because it's kind of like a crutch sometimes. Yeah. Like I hide behind it. So yeah. So so tell me a little bit more about that. So I mean, what do you mean you hide behind it? Like why do you? Uh, it's just like a comfort thing. Like if I have my guitar, then. I'm really bad with like hand movements or anything. Sometimes when I talk, it gets really bad. But um, yeah, I'm just kind of like trying to learn and grow as an artist with that and like being able to move around a stage freely because I've never really done that with a guitar because I've always performed with one. So yeah. So tell me about the pop life and how that came about. Uh, yeah. So I did a couple auditions for the pop game and I ended up getting it. And, um, yeah, I got to go out to L.A. for two and a half months and perform and do different challenges and get mentored by Timbaland a little bit. Uh, it was a really cool experience, definitely. I wouldn't trade it for the world. No, no. So what did he, what did he teach you? What do you say? Uh, it was like, so we'd have weekly challenges, basically. So it's like, and like the pop charts. So it's like we got ranked on how well we did. And, um yeah it was just like different like learning like we had to take a dance class once and that was horrible no not comfortable dancing no not at all (laughs) not at all um really bad dancer but um yeah it was just like different like things to get you more prepared to like perform and everything so it was cool yeah, would you say you, you're a better dancer now? You you took away some stuff you can use. No, no not even. <laughs> no, still staying away from it, huh? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, so you mentioned baseball before. You play baseball and basketball. Uh, yeah, I played baseball, basketball, and a little bit of football growing up. But my main sport was baseball. I love baseball. But you put that aside for music. And yeah. The, yeah, yeah, I gave all that up. Um, like right when I got into high school. Yeah. So, um, I mean. Was there a PC that wanted to try and find the balance, or did you? Were you just like, okay, I'm moving on to this other thing? Uh, I definitely wanted to. It was just not possible at the time because I was traveling and I couldn't like attend public school, so I wasn't like allowed to play uh, for the school. So it was just kind of like I had to. Yeah. It was really sad. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah. So I heard you uh, said that Bohemian Rhapsody changed your life. Oh yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah, uh, that I really never like indulged into the history of queen at all like i'd heard of them but i didn't really know or appreciate any of it until i saw the movie and it was like eye-opening because like the different genres and like how comfortable he was especially in that era with just being who he was and like dressing in drag in a video in like the 70s there's no way like i could no It, it was crazy it was just like cool to like see somebody be that comfortable with who they are as an artist so yeah, I'm trying to d- decide if you know if that's something I should show my daughter. Like, I mean, because, like, I mean, they're everywhere. I mean, they're such a part of life, right? Yeah. I mean, like, even at my daughter's softball uh, practice today, they played "We Are the Champions." And, oh, really? And I was like, "Do you know who this is?" You know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was like, "A friend told you about the band?" Oh, she's like, "Oh, Queen." Okay, so. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I'm. I don't know if she's ready for that movie yet. So. She's yeah. Eight, so. Oh yeah, and maybe yeah. I'd, I'd wait a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, um, but, but that had a big impact on you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so what do you got coming up? Are you, uh, you working on a tour or? Uh, I'm going back to Nashville to keep working on writing and recording music. And I also have a, uh, really big hometown show for the first time in a long time, uh, back in Joplin, Missouri, April 13th. So I'm really excited about that. Nice. And so when you're, when you're writing, do you have a space that you like to write or do you go into the studio to just kind of hash it out? Um, a lot of the times I'll have somebody come over to my apartment and it's usually my buddy, uh, Bruno, uh, big Bruno beats shouts to him. Um, but yeah, we'll go over to my spot and now he'll like make a beat and I'll write to it. And that's kind of how it goes. But he just moved to Nashville recently. So it's been cool. I get to like go down the street, like 10 minutes to his spot. So it's cool. Yeah. And so you're going to make an, an album like full length? Uh, pfft. Shoot, <laughs> uh, honor. Probably an EP sooner yeah. than an album. Yeah. Yeah, and and you seem to be really connected with your your fans on, online as yeah. well. Tell, tell me kind of where that comes from and how how important that connection is. Uh, I saw this thing that Ed Sheeran said like a couple years ago, and he he was talking about how as an artist, no matter what, like no matter how your day is going, you always have to be appreciative because 
like the people that want to meet you and like want to talk to you they support you no matter what so don't ruin their like one chance to see you in like the best day of their life because you're having a bad day so it's been kind of like a thing where I feel like I owe them a lot because without you know without people supporting you you wouldn't have anything yeah, that's good a m- mentality to take. And, yeah, exactly. And and you played an Ed Sheeran song and, and a Michael yeah. Jackson song yeah. today. So are are those some of your favorite songs to cover? What do you? Um, a little the Michael Jackson song I did because I was hoping people would know it. Yeah, because I knew it was I like a little bit of an older crowd. Yeah. Um, but the Ed Sheeran song I love doing. I used to do that a lot. So yeah. Yeah. Have you gotten to see him live or? No, I had the chance a couple years ago and I got really sick. Oh. So I wasn't able to make it. Missed out. Yeah. What What's your favorite concert that you've been to? Um, John Mayer. Nice. Yeah, I got to see him, and it was incredible. Yeah. What did you like most about that show? Uh, guitar playing, 100%. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's an amazing guitarist. I oh, haven't seen yeah. him live, actually. Yeah, oh, so. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Best, yeah, that. it was an amazing experience. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Grant, thanks for taking the time today. Yeah. Enjoy your rest of the time. In Thank you. You too. Thank you for having me. That was the interview with Grant Landis here on Concert Pipeline, Jens. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, I'm confirming. You're confirming. Okay. I was like, uh, <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> Short on words, are you? <laughs> I'm saving up all my words for music news. Yeah. Really working on those names? Yes. I've been, uh, I'm sweating it. You know, <laughs> uh, there, there are going to be some names I'm going to have to say. And um, they're, they're gonna, I've got some tough ones. Okay. We'll have to, yeah. we'll have to see how you do here. Uh, but we'll have one more song at the end of the podcast, uh, a, a special cover that he did, um, at Yonville Live. Um, we're going to bring that at the end. But Jens, you hinted at it. It's time for your favorite segment. What is it? Music news. Say it with some authority. Music news. time for the music news and uh we each have a couple of stories as we usually do um jens i i won't keep you hanging i have a dave Grohl story oh thank god i <laughs> know yeah. Oh, I was worried that you were just pulling my leg last segment. Last and, time. Uh, you, yeah. You appropriately called out that I did not have a Dave Grohl story. I tried to slip it under the rug, but uh, <laughs> but didn't do it. Oh, you my God. Get it past I, you. I got so much anxiety. I'm like, oh, my God. Are we going to go an episode without Dave Grohl? What? Huh? We did. We, of, we officially did go an episode without Dave Grohl news, but he's taking some much needed time right now. And, uh, we'll, <laughs> you know, I got a good story that'll... That you you know will make up for the fact that there wasn't one last time. Oh, good. But that's exciting. But I'll let you do your story first. We we'll can't just to, jump to that story. No, we're saving Dave Girl for the end. All right, fuck it. Okay, I got a story. Hit me. All right, listen up. I'm listening. <laughs> Watch the Dropkick Murphys fight with an unruly fan during a St. Patrick's Day show. Like we're gonna watch it. I don't know, but that's what that's what this <laughs> oh, article Jesus. is. It's, I mean, <laughs> are we watching it right now? Or, well, I don't uh, know, man. You promised our, our. I guess maybe you can. Our viewers, I don't know. You're gonna, gonna watch uh, Dave Grohl. Uh, shut up! All right. So anyway, uh, during a St. Patrick's Day show, the Dropkick Murphys were involved in an altercation. They're calling it an altercation with an unruly fan. The incident, which occurred on Friday um, during uh, during Friday during holiday gig at Boston's House of Blues, saw bassist and singer bassist bassist. Did it's I say bassist? bassist? You said bassist. No, I did not say that. You rewind the tape. No, ba- saw bassist. I would never say that. <laughs> you said bassist. You bassist. Bassist. <laughs> You're and bassist. singer. Ken Casey. Okay. <laughs> who didn't, who, so it took me 30 minutes to practice Ken you Casey, got the Ken so I Casey, wouldn't fuck that you, name up. You royally fucked up bassist. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't know. You're, you're high, dude. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So, <laughs> and singer Ken Casey fight with a fan after a row about a microphone. Ooh, okay. This is a hot topic. Yeah. So according to the band's publicist, the audience member uh, that got into an 
altercation uh, with Casey was observed by the band and by security elbowing women in the face. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. Casey asked him to calm down, but he did not stop. Um, Despite being pulled back onto the the stage, Casey evaded the show's security and leapt back into the crowd to approach the fan again. Eventually, the fan was escorted out of the venue and uh, the band completed their set. Wow, that sounds pretty messy, huh? That's drama. Yeah. That's drama right there. That's some St. Paddy's Day drama right there. That is some St. Paddy's Day drama. With uh, one of the biggest St. Paddy's Irish bands uh, out there, the Dropkick Murphys. Right. Not yours and my favorite, no. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) I'll be saying that uh, that is uh, high up there in one of my uh, uh, Irish bands. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So on that note, um, speaking about the incident on stage, Front Albar said, so we've been doing this for a number of years and it, uh, and having been here for 21 of those years, this is not new. Wow. He's used to it, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oof. Well, that's gotta be crazy. Well, I got a fun story for you, Jens. All right. You're up. All right. Uh, so this one involves Mark Hoppus of the band. No. The Mark Hopkins Project. Not You didn't even get the... I just said the name, and you didn't even get his name right. Mark Hoppus. Say bassist. Bassist. <laughs> I, like, I literally said the name to you, and you're like, Hopkins? <laughs> like, what, what's going on over there? Uh, okay. Did All you right. disconnect between our Story. microphones? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Mark Hoppus of the band Blink-182. And uh, Pete Wentz of the band Fallout Boy. I thought you were going to say the Pete Wentzes. No, I, I wasn't going to say that either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they they once made a TV show together. They uh, they actually created a, a TV show, and it was a kid series uh, titled Bronze Blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had pitched it to both Nickelodeon and to Disney Channel back in 2010, but neither of the networks uh, picked it up. So. He did, he, had, he, uh, he was telling K-Rock, Mark Hoppus was uh, telling K-Rock that the star would have sh- uh, starred him and Pete uh, along with Ashley Simpson and mm-hmm. possibly Pharrell Williams as an underwater pop punk band who toured beaches, played eco-friendly songs, and did battle uh, with villain Sushi Chef. Uh, like how battle? Like I, battle. I, I mean, probably not to the death, but uh, he was <laughs> he was set to play Taco, uh, a guitar playing octopus, while Wentz would have appear as Shrimpy, a bass mm. playing sea, sea bass, <laughs> <laughs> a bass playing sea bass. <laughs> Jesus, that would be something to see. Yeah, and others. There have been other pop rock stars that would have appeared, but um, what's uh, Interesting about this as well is uh, is that there uh, the theme song for Bronze Blue is uh, is available online, and I thought that was you know worth worth a listen here. Yeah. This is awesome. Okay, that's enough. Fantastic. <laughs> but they have their theme song all created and everything, and uh, unfortunately, it never came to fruition. I'm that saddens me. I know, I know. I'm very deeply saddened by this. Yeah, you don't even know who either. Though. I was like, I'm buying this now, you know, and now I'm sad. Yeah, yeah. You you missed out. You should have been there in 2010 to buy it. Fuck. So. Yeah. Missed opportunity. So many missed opportunities. You got one more story for us, Jens? Yeah, it's about puppies. All right, we like puppies. It's about puppies and Lollapalooza and how they leaked into the 2019 lineup. 
The puppies were leaking? Uh, this doesn't make any sense to me. So let <laughs> us uh, talk more about this. Lollapalooza has teamed up with some of Chicago's most adorable adoptable pups to reveal a portion of its 2019 lineup. Okay, that's starting to make a bit more sense, right? Okay, we're we're getting the pieces together. Okay, yeah, it's all coming together. So, uh, in the below video, which you also won't see... So um, our viewers (laughs) won't be seeing this video either. Right. You're really letting us down with the videos. I know, I really am. Um, But you know what? You're just going to have to deal so uh, never mind that. Um, okay, I won't. So they, yeah. So uh, twenty um, of the artists set to play this year's Lollapalooza were unveiled. Uh, they include. Oh. Fuck me. Yeah, man. here comes. What is up with all these names? <laughs> there are way too many names. Oh my god, I'm gonna die. Tammy, Impala, Tenacious D, uh-huh. Lil Wayne. Okay. Janelle Monet. Monet, yeah, okay. Rosalia J. Balvin. Oof. God. Poor, poor Rosalia. Sorry. <laughs> Lil Baby and Gunna. Okay. Uh, slash featuring Miles Kennedy mm-hmm. and The Conspirators, <laughs> AJR, and Calpurina. <laughs> Purnia. Calpurnia. Oh my god. What's funny is Fuck, that dude. I didn't uh I didn't give you that story with the in- intent for all the names, but boy did that pay off. I totally thought you did. <laughs> it's like I figured, you know what, you gave me this story because you like you don't really care what it's about. You don't even know what it's about. You just saw these just, fucking names. What, it's like he's gonna read that. What story has the most names? I'm giving it to you. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh my god! You know what? Music news may no longer be my favorite part of the show. <laughs> so, well, it's certainly mine. I guess we'll change it to to, to my favorite. Yeah. Because okay, whatever. So there's this video that no one's gonna watch because yeah. uh, we have no link for you. But hey, if you did, um, all of these people, um, you know, were on it, featured on it. Um, as a narrator rattles off a series of clues, the pooches slowly reveal the images of the artists in question. Oh. That's cute. Um, Lollapalooza takes place August 1st to 4th in Chicago's Grant Park. Um a full lineup announcement is expected very soon. Mm, okay. But uh, in the meantime, tickets to the festival are now on sale. Um, oh, yes, more about the pets. So if you're interested in adopting any of the dogs featured in the video that you're not going to watch, uh, please contact Paws Chicago as soon as possible. They deserve a loving home. You know, that's sweet. That is really, really sweet. Yeah, that is sweet, Jens. Uh it's, it's it's kind of perfect. Yeah, so there's this <laughs> ad in the middle of the article. Yeah. And I thought it was part of the article. I didn't think it was an ad. And I thought these were the little I thought these were the shirts that the dogs were wearing. Oh, you got very confused. Yeah, and and the shirts have words on them, right? One shirt says, "I rub my meat and my big racks. <laughs> and you thought the dogs were running. Yeah, like, what the uh-huh. fuck? The other one is, you know, I love Jesus, but I'm still a little bitch. I uh, <laughs> don't know what you're looking up uh, on, your, on your phone right now, Jens, but I'm going to continue on with the music news. Okay? Yeah. yeah, I digress, you, but I'm not making this shit bit. up, man. No, I, I, I certainly believe you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, you you wanted a, a Dave Grohl story. It hit me. Okay. I wanted this like hours ago. Yeah, well, this is one I, I've been saving for at least a week because it's, uh, it's a good story. So you're familiar with David, Dave Grohl's uh, incredible throne that he sat in, right? And, uh, yes. And used, and used uh, for his shows when he, uh, I believe it was his leg was broken. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he took it out. I mean, he built this incredible Game of Thrones style thrones with a throne for him to sit in with made out of guitars and yeah other amazingness right that was right. back in 2015 when after he fell off the stage in Sweden right and broke his leg mm. um, just a couple songs into his set so uh, so this throne has been 
It, it's not going away. It was uh, it was lent. It's to, made a comeback. Well, do you remember who it was lent to? It was lent to. Um, Axel Rose. Yes, good pull. Yes, uh, and so uh, Axel needed it uh, when <laughs> when he was having. Uh, I guess some leg issues, and uh, <laughs> and so he borrowed it, and now it's being used by Old Dominion's guitarist Matthew Ramsey, who's recovering from a leg injury. Wow! So it's a country band. Uh, uh-huh. They were forced to uh, forced to postpone their February dates after Ramsey fell off the stage. So many musicians fall off stage, and it's a it's an epidemic. We need to. Yeah, I may. Fall. I don't know. I I've pondered about this for years, and I I often wonder if. You know, musicians who perform on stage on a regular basis somehow lose their depth perception or something and don't realize where the edges of the stage are anymore. They're overcome by the rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and it t- gets, <laughs> it, it eats their soul. <laughs> but, uh, who knows? But this, uh, so this, uh, well, now they're doing it on a purpose because it's like, hey, if you break your leg, you, you get Dave's Girl's chair. And cool. think of the media exposure. You'll be on Concert Pipeline. Yeah. Oh, things, totally. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so Old Dominion uh, yeah, here is uh, the, the guitarist. Uh, had his surgery uh, to repair his broken leg as he's recovering from a successful procedure. He's on crutches, but uh, thanks to Grohl, he isn't stopping the band from performing live. So he told People Magazine, uh, so many jokes were thrown uh, around about using Dave Grohl's throne. Finally, we just decided to ask and see what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, he said, uh, I'm sure Dave didn't uh, know that when he created this thing, everyone would want to use it. Yeah. But it's been an honor to sit on. And more importantly, it's allowing us to keep the show on the road. Our fans are truly grateful. We owe him big for that. That's awesome, huh? And, and the, they took to uh, Instagram to show off a latest oh, edition fun. of the stage mm-hmm. set with uh, the cat. First show post-surgery is going down with some help from our friends. Uh, hashtag Dave, Dave Grohl and Food Fighters. Cool. Yeah, they have the, the throne. It's a, That's an awesome, awesome story. I love stories like that. Yeah. So right. we just need to make a band mm-hmm. and then uh, break one of our legs and uh, and then, you know, go hit up Dave Grohl and devour the throne, right? I think that would be fantastic. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. So uh, good times. All right. Yeah, that's our pod for tonight, Jens. That is two out of three for the trilogy. Exactly. And so uh, next week on the podcast, we're going to have uh, our fourth interview from Yachtville Live uh, with an artist named John McLaughlin. This is one I was looking forward to to trying to make happen. And uh, I have a fun story about... uh, getting to his uh, set in time as well, which uh, mm. which I'll tell you next week. Um, a, a week after John McLaughlin, I believe, or a week or two after, uh, sometime in April, um, we're going to uh, have an interview with Main Man, mm. which is uh, the band uh, that McLovin from Superbad is in. Uh, so that I, th- I think that'll be an interesting chat. Uh, always good stuff on Concert Pipeline. Uh, check us out on the socials, right, Jens? You want to hit us with those? Oh, yeah. Okay, you ready to be hit? I am. Hit me. All right, here we go. Uh, the socials include Facebook, of course. You can find us there, Concert Pipeline Pod. Um, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. You can find us there at Concert Pipeline. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Periscope. Periscope, that's it. Yes, Sometimes. So you're looking for Sometimes it. you'll find us on Periscope. But yeah, that's, uh, that's where to find us. That's where it will be. So uh, we're going to play us out with one more song from Grant Landis uh, uh, from his set. This is a cover of Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror. Uh, we talked about it a little bit in the It's kick-ass. As well, so. Um, so for all of us here at Concert Pipeline, that's Jan Schippel. And that is Steve Jones. We'll catch you next time. Bye.
I'm not a selfish guy. 